Thanks for tuning in for this sermon from Real Church Goshen. We pray that this message will encourage you to do the work that God has called you to do. Beth was making fun of me the other day because um, it seems that every time that I'm coming up to this anymore, I'm saying things are going to be a little bit different tonight. Um, so things are always different. <laughs> I told Beth, I said, I feel like I just say that repeatedly so that we just get to the point where it's like, we have no clue what we are doing tonight. <laughs> um, it is always different. Um, and you guys can know that just by, you know, getting accustomed to our schedule, which is different. Um, it is always different. <clears throat> but uh, tonight, as um, today as I was preparing and um, thinking about um, what we were to do tonight, um, it is going to be a little bit different. Um, and what uh, it, it kind of it drew me into a few scriptures that I'm going to share with you really quickly, okay, um, for what we want to do tonight. Uh, but in First Chronicles 16, verse 8, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds, among the peoples. First Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. Most of you have heard me say what is said in Revelations 12.11 where it says, and they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they love not their lives, even unto death. Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And Psalms 107.2 says, let the redeemed of the Lord say... So, that's kind of a fun one, isn't it? So, <laughs> you know, is that what you're supposed to say when someone tells you something good? So, no, that's, that's the, it's the Bible, man. <laughs> Whom he has re redeemed from trouble. So, um, some of you will remember this, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this with a, with a quick conversation here. Um. It is, we are such a unique church, right? Uh, we, are, we have a very unique called purpose that I believe we are fulfilling. Um, we, we have this um, unique vision, this unique calling that we've talked about where we will plant, 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 right? You guys have heard me talk about that before. And it's interesting because um, a lot of times the expectation is plant, so reap, right? Like I want, I want to, I want to be able to reap from all that planting. And we're a unique church in that um, our reaping doesn't necessarily always look the same, right? You know, our our reaping doesn't necessarily look like 
all these pews being fulfilled or anything like that. Our reaping often looks like influence in the community and the opportunity to serve and love in the community. Beth and I, uh, we were at, um, uh, I dragged her to Plain Folk with me one Sunday. Um, so if you don't know, my Saturday routine is I go to Plain Folk Cafe in the morning, okay? I get a big helping of hippie hash, and that is how I start my Saturday mornings, okay? That is like hash browns and bacon and stuff, just to clarify. <laughs> Better just, for all you listen on, on online, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Don't let that get back to the bishop. <laughs> no, so, so I'll do that. And so a lot of Sunday mornings, I'll try to get a double dose and be like, hey, Beth, surprise, we're all going to Plain Folk. And Beth will be like, no, we have food here. I'm making us breakfast. And it's usually a great um, loss of hers um, as I drag them all there. Um, but we were there one Sunday morning after we had had a movie night. And we were sitting there, and a lady walked up to us and said, um, I had so much fun at the movie night that you guys did. It was so awesome. It was literally, literally, it wasn't even 24 hours later. She said it was so cool. I loved it. You know, we went out there in the lawn, and we had to leave a little bit early because of X, Y, Z, but we really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for doing that. And as I've talked to you about before, these are just opening doors. Like, you got to understand that there are people that are on the earth that not only have, I know I'm going to mess up the whole camera thing, Chris, but they not only have the doors shut, but it's like welded shut. <laughs> like, it is, there ain't no opening that door. Like, it ain't happening, Okay. I did just start to open that door, so I kind of messed up my analogy there, but don't open that door. Um, there's probably junk. My office isn't very clean. Um, but there is, there is this welded-on perception that is in this community. And I, and I can say that because, as you guys know, the first two years... We just had church. I mean, we didn't just. We did a lot of other things. But I'm saying we had church here. And all of these people that we have seen since we started this in March. Isn't that right, Beth? Didn't we start the new schedule in March? Just say yes. Just say yes in front of everyone. Thank you. Gosh, man, I got to work on her cues. Like, just say yes. Um, <laughs> but but when, when we started this all the way back in March, the whole idea, the whole conversation was that we need to get where the people are, right? We need to, we need to be able to see people in the community. We need to be able to touch them. We need to be able to be close to them. We need to be able to connect with them. We have to do that because the more that we just stay to hold up in our boxes, the less likely we're ever going to get out there and do that. I mean, I've talked to some of you that have said, you know, I've spent so many years in church and I've never been able to go outside of the walls to do something because it just seems crazy to me. But I could do that. Like, that's not crazy. It's simple. It's so simple. And there's just little things that we do to be more like Christ and how we serve that. But what I'm trying to, what I'm getting to, why I laid it all these stories here before you is because Everything that I just share with you is all about sharing, speaking, and delivering your story. Like, it matters. 
okay? It matters so much that there's so many passages in here about sharing what you've experienced, what your testimony is, okay? For you to give thanks to the Lord, for you to make known his deeds among the peoples. I like peoples. It's, a, it's like peoples, you know? Um, anyways, not peoples. Peoples is that way, but like I know where that is. I do like peoples. It's nice. We've, we've actually, I think we went to a church and ministered there once. Um, but but we have to, we have to take this, um, our own barriers, when there are new people present. Okay, there is a there is a need, and look, uh, y'all know me. I will find a way to relate with anybody. It's just in my blood. It's what I like to do. It's what I try to do. I'm immediately like like trying to figure out how could I connect with this person? What do I know about them? And if they look cool at all, I am doomed, okay? Because I'm like, they're too cool for me. Like, so how do I become as cool as them so that they'll like talk to me for more than 30 seconds? You know, like that's what I try to do. And that's when I grab Skylar and I look cool now. And I just bring Skylar with me. I'm like, Skylar's my bud, <laughs> you know? And then they're like, that guy's cool. He hangs with Sky. Um, anyways, uh, he probably doesn't go by Sky, but he does now. Um, so anyways, <laughs> but like we, we, have to, we have to recognize that we have, we have done, I believe, good work in tilling some soil here. There are families that I can say, and look, I know a lot of families in our community. Like, I know them when I see them. I will drive to the Goshen Kroger because I know my chances of seeing them are a little bit higher, okay? So I can recognize and I can see people, and, and, and then I can count them on our church attendance. You know, like I, it's like tally two, you know, <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. Uh, my numbers are always messed up. Um, but, but when we go and we do this and we start recognizing, what I have seen is that there are people that are coming to our events that I have never seen before in the community. Like, they're not involved in anything else. They don't show up to all the other things that the community does. They don't participate in all these other things. They're not there. So all of a sudden, I'm saying, wait a minute, these are people that I don't see participate in the community in any which way, and they are starting to show their face repeatedly where we're recognizing them and they're recognizing us, and we can express excitement to see them again. And I, I want to say this to you. I know that for some people, that can be really difficult to till and till and till and till and till and never actually get to experience the fruit but I want to make sure that you understand that it says that it is our job to make known his deeds among the peoples. It doesn't say that it is our job to make his deeds known among the peoples and to drag them with us to the church house, okay? We are being placed, I believe, strategically within the community, with a level of influence, like, guys, the stuff that we're going to do in August, you're going to be like, what? Like, you're gonna, you are going to be confused. Guys, we are, I'm playing, first off, I'm playing a baseball game. 
Y'all don't know me. <laughs> they sent me rules. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where to start. Like, I'm clueless. But you know what's going to happen? The community is going to be right there. And if you look at the teachings, if you look at the life of Jesus, everywhere that he went is where they were. It wasn't about trying to get them to a place. It was about going to their place, right? And I know, and I, and I want to say this because I'm saying this to myself just the same, I know that it can be tiring and sometimes confusing to be a part of our church. <laughs> like, wait. Like Jackie, Jackie and Heath were like, hold on, are you guys meeting? When do you meet? I can't remember when you meet. Oh, you never meet. Okay, that makes sense. Um <laughs> Like even we had we had uh, we had someone else that reached out to us um, just like yesterday, I think it was yesterday. Hey, absolutely love you guys. We've been finally wanting to get plugged into a church, and real church is at the top of our list. We want to be there. When do y'all meet again? Like Beth just updated our website last week. Was it last week or the week before? Because our website said services were at five and six, <laughs> and that we were here every Saturday. <laughs> And y'all, believe it or not, we've had people that have been like, I don't even know when I'm supposed to show up. Like, we've had people show up here, and we ain't here. <laughs> I need to put, like, a sign up that says the church has left the building and just leave it there. Like, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we don't know if we're going to be here or if we're going to be down at Kroger or, or giving away donuts because that's all the kids remember me for is just donuts, Okay. But we have, to, we have to begin to transition to where we are collaboratively being intentional about the people that are around us in those moments. It is easy, um, especially, look, I know some of y'all have got some introverted ways, okay? I get it. I get it. Um, thank God Jesus wasn't an introvert, right? <laughs> I know it's hard. For some of you. And I know for some of y'all, you're going to be like, dude, I talked to someone about something. <laughs> That's a big deal. It's a big deal, right? But as we're, as we're getting into the community, I am, I am encouraging you to do what the word says here. Because I believe that what God is doing is God is allowing us to start Cutting the weld. I don't know if you cut a weld. I don't know. You guys, I'm so far out of my league here. But we're, we're opening the door, okay? That's what we're trying to do. Whether it's welded or boarded up, whatever it is. We got pry bars and torches or something, all right? And we're taking the door down. <laughs> and, well, I, I feel like I've been kicking it because it's welded shut, and it's really hard to get open. <laughs> but, but, see, what we are doing... Every time that we set up a movie, every time that we pop popcorn, every time that we make a bag, every time that we prepare, every time that we help someone in need, every time that we are there, we are doing the work of Christ. You need to understand that because I know that it is very difficult um, it is this transition of what God has called us to. It's very difficult because it's not typical. It's not what we typically look for. It's not what we typically expect. And I can tell you this. I believe that there's an association of guilt that the devil wants to put on you because we're not going to the church house every week. 
Right? Bethany, are you saying something back there? I didn't hear you. <laughs> she said, I deal with it. But, you know, as many times as I may have read in the New Testament, I don't see any time where Jesus says, hold up. I just want to say, hold up, wait a minute. You know, <laughs> put some Jesus, what is it or something? Put some, I'm not jumping. Um, so, but there's not a time where Jesus said, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to go to church because I've been out here with all y'all too long. So I'll see you later. Right? <laughs> see, we, we are supposed to, <laughs> supposed to live this thing out every day. Say every day. Every day, right? It's like Sandlot. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> we, are, we are supposed to be living this out. And so why have we allowed ourselves, just hear me out on this, why have we allowed ourselves to convince ourselves that once a week of this is what I need to stay holy and sanctified and all these good things? Right, because what we've done is we've really belittled this and we've allowed ourselves to be accustomed to letting someone else, like I was listening to a podcast. I, I let Beth listen to this little piece. She hates the podcast that I listen to, but I love it, okay? And so I'm a little bit rebellious that way, okay? Uh, <laughs> it's a good podcast. It's, it's nothing bad. Um, anyways, but they were talking about the church and uh, um, the one guy said that he asked this question, he said, you know, it's kind of interesting because there's different rule sets within the church. And he was like, yeah. He's like, I totally know. He's like, like, there is a set of rules that the pastor has to follow. Like, and the pastor better be following all those rules. But the drummer doesn't have to follow the exact same set of rules that the pastor does, right? Like, because like, eventually you're like, well, it's the drummer, you know. And then... <laughs> It's a guitar player. Okay, I'll say guitar player. <laughs> Who is the pastor? This is weird. Um, but but he's like, and then and then you get all the way down to the guy who cuts the grass at the church, right? <laughs> and that's a whole different level of what he can do versus what the musician can do. And then and then we even had a conversation. Well, it's also different if the musician is mic'd up or not mic'd up. <laughs> like there's a whole different level between mic'd up person and this person. And here's the problem. We have literally given that level of expectation to everyone outside of the church. We will look at people when they walk in, when they say, this is what I'm good at. This is what I can do. This is how I can help. And we will say, why don't you just start by being a greeter, you know? <laughs> you can just say hi to people for a little while first. See, we have to recognize that every single person that we come in contact out there with, they need a connection to this. And I got breaking news for you. You are that connection. You, not me. I may be for some of them, but not all of them. You are the connection. Your story, your experiences, your life, 
your car. I'm telling listen, I'm the Ford guy because I'm telling you, I can connect to a lot of people through that stupid Ford stick thing, right? Whether I'm talking about my Ford or talking about their lack of a Ford, it is just a door. I mean, I have to serve the less fortunate. That's what I do. Those without a Ford, you know, I got to serve them. Um, but but I, I want you to understand this is that there is a, and, and this, is, this is so important, guys. There is power within you that someone needs, okay? There is a story within you that someone needs. There is an experience that is in you that someone needs. And I know we keep dissecting and breaking this thing down and breaking this thing down. And, and I believe that a part of it we're breaking down is just the hierarchy of the church in general and the way it's been set up and the way it's been built. I love this because this is kind of a weird, crazy thing that just happened. But um, Kristen was in the lobby, and uh, Keegan, uh, he lives across the street from us. And uh, we brought Keegan and his sister, Alasia, to church tonight. And um, Keegan asked, asked Kristen, so who owns this church? <laughs> and Kristen was like, well, that's a good question. Um, so we all own it. Well, how, what? You know, and so there's like this whole big conversation about, you know, well, it's kind of you know, like we're all members and it's all part of the church and this is how we do it and blah, 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 blah. So we were explaining this. And what I want you to understand is we all own the story. We all own the access. We all own the microphone, the platform, the whatever it is. And if I've done anything in three and a half years, I've literally tried to help you understand it is not about this opportunity, okay? This, to me, is honestly probably the least of roles, <laughs> The reason I say that is because for far too long, this role of being up on the mic and talking about it once a week was sufficient for this person who was in this type of a role. And that's not good enough. We are somewhere, every, listen, every step that you take, every opportunity that you have, every, every business deal that you're involved with, every person that you walk by, you have opportunity. And I believe that what God is trying to do in us is wake us up to the opportunities that are right here. Not Listen, there are a lot of churches, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this. Just follow me for a minute. There are a lot of churches that will get out of their mind excited because, did y'all see we had a visitor? Yeah. And let me tell you, when you're that visitor, sometimes it is freaky being a visitor. Beth and I visited a church once. I'm going to tell this story. All right. Beth and I... We were early in our marriage, so we had set out that we were going to find our own church. And we went, we were, we were going to all kinds of different churches, and we went into this church, and it was kind of like, hello, you know? It was like, oh, no, <laughs> oh, no. And literally, I am not kidding, I am not kidding, bow our heads to pray at the end of service, and we waited till the prayer was over. We did wait. I think we talked about trying to bolt mid-prayer. 
Well, we were, yeah, we were definitely like, we, we done went to the wrong place. <laughs> and literally, we were, I am not kidding, if this is the door handle, we're like right here, we're slipping out right away. And as soon as our, my hand touches the door, it was like we got pulled back. It was like this, like, and we were pulling the door with us. Um, and, and so, but, but what, I'm, what I'm getting at is that there are churches all over that will see a family or see a couple families that will walk in and they will go out of their mind excited about that. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with being excited about people coming into God's house. Don't, don't misread what I'm saying here. But why aren't we just as excited with everyone else that we are encountering every single day? Like we are so expectant on a church experience to get them where they need to go. But the word says that we all overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And some of them need to hear your story. They need to hear your testimony. They need to hear what you've experienced, what you've gone through. And you know, the, the shame of it is, is that we, we are so wired in the American church to just say, you should come to church with me sometime. <laughs> And sometimes it's like just throwing up all over someone. You should come to church with me. So, you know, it's like, and they immediately feel it. And they're like, nope, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, that door is welded shut. Uh, you didn't know that. But you know what? They might have a party at their house next door, and they might invite you. And you showing up and just being neighborly, change the, change the world change their world. You might, you might, like I, like I've told you guys before about how Bethany sends Judah, he's the egg delivery boy and he goes, delivers eggs all around the neighborhood. He's not throwing eggs at people's houses. When he's a teenager, that could happen though. I just really started thinking about that because I know I'd be tempted. I, I'm not going to tell you what I did, but, um, but, but there is, there is this, this misrepresentation that has happened for far too long that we need to get them in the church house. I mean, come on, guys. Have we not heard that saying? You need to get into the church house, right? And I'm, y'all know I'm a believer in church, right? We planted one. Hello. <laughs> so, this boy's hating on church. Um, but, but what I'm saying is that we have to stop hiding behind the lie that this is where they get Jesus. See, you have influence in your life. You have more influence than you know. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I, I um, Bethany doesn't like when I say this, but um, I have always said that I am an influential leader, okay? That's, she hates that because she doesn't think I'm a leader at all, okay? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um influential leader. And, and the reason I do that is, um, I, 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 I'm an office fan. So I think of Michael Scott that says, you know, do I need to be liked? No. Do I want to be liked? You know, yes. Um, and, uh, um, then he later says, uh, I absolutely must be liked. Um, and so it's kind of like one of those things with me. Um, but, uh, but, but the idea is that, as you're being around people and they see the nature of who you are, there are moments in their lives where they are going to rub into a bad situation, 
But because they've trusted you, because they've seen how you've experienced or gone through something difficult, something challenging, they will find the strength to open up to you. And that's not when you're like, well, you just need Jesus right now and just get saved and they'll fix all your problems. That's not, that's not the way you necessarily do that. But you show them and you tell them about the mercy and the grace that you found, that you experienced, that touched your life. See, we have to understand that we each individually have a story. And so as we're continuing to do things in the community, listen, Beth and I have had the conversation like, has it gotten to be where it's too much that we need to just pull back and be here now? But I'm just going to tell you what happens then. These people who are starting to come, who are starting to show up, who are starting to talk a little more, who are starting to get to know us, why do you all of a sudden you say shut the door? The only time you can see us now is in here. Come on, right? That's why, that's why for the longest time, Beth and I have really shied away from having events at the church because people are freaked out about church a little bit. But we can serve and we can love them right where they're at. If you are at the grocery store, right? You know? If you are seeing them, if you see a way to help them, just little things, guys, little ways to show generosity, love, all of those things. There are so many ways that we can do this with the idea being that, hey, I am going to, right, First Peter 3.15, always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Right? Not, I'm just having a good day. <laughs> you know? Just feeling generous, Bob. You know? It's not, I said Bob, not really meant to call Bob out, but I did now, Bob. I've called you out. Um, See, we, we, have to, we have to understand that all of the work that we are doing, all of the foundation that we are laying, all of the chipping that we are doing at these doors is going to lead to an opening. And what I'm telling you and I'm telling me is we need to be prepared for that opening, Right? We need to be prepared for it because there are going to be people that are going to come to you and they're going to share something with you. And I'm just going to tell you, we have got this natural instinct that has been built into us to question everything. That we have to question, well, did they really have that problem? Oh, did they really have this issue? Are they really giving me that? And you know what I'm just going to say? It doesn't really matter. Like, we are there to serve them in whatever capacity that looks like, Okay. And there is nothing, there is nothing for you to be concerned about with that. Like, this is why Jesus has us in this place. To literally be, and like I said, we may be a church that all we're doing is we're opening people up to the opportunity that may be in church. And I've had people who have said, man, I, I've literally had people who've come to this church we have had multiple families that have come to this church and they've said, I love this church. This is exactly what I'm looking for. Will you please have a service on Sunday morning? <laughs> and I'm like, super cool, super duper cool. I'm so sorry. Um, and what we've done is we've pointed them to other churches. Like we've said, hey, 
I think this might be a good place for you. And there is, there is no shame because I've told you from the get-go, our goal is to expand the kingdom of heaven, not to expand this building, right? I don't want to do a building project. <laughs> I don't want to do any of that. I want to just expand the kingdom of heaven. And if we can do that, whether we are helping just break those doors open a little bit where people can be open to it, even these people may get opened up to a point where they might say, you know what? I'm going to go to church with my mom this week. I haven't done that in years. We may never see that. We, we may never experience what happens in that family, but what we are doing is planting, planting, and planting, and planting. But I believe, listen, I believe that the soil that we are working is getting very fertile, okay? And I, I kind of say this almost as like a, it's kind of become like a mid-year check-in, right? I guess we are like right smack dab in the middle of the year. I guess it's the middle of July. So we are, we're kind of like at a halfway point for our year, okay? And I'm, I'm kind of setting this halfway point to say uh, we're staying the course. The, this soil, I'll, I'll tell you this about my, my corn. Let me tell you about my cornfield at my house, okay? My corn patch, Okay. Um, my corn patch. It's not a cornfield because it's just a tiny little patch. Okay. So I've got this corn patch at our house. Um, last year, um, we were planting and we we're doing all our gardening stuff that we like to do. Um, and we're getting it all prepped and we're getting it all ready. And last year I was like, you know what? That is a really crappy spot of yard that we don't ever do anything with. And I'm sick of mowing it. Let's plant corn there. And Beth was like, that's cool. So we planted corn there. Okay. Um, now, I have taken the, um, the approach with this corn patch that I really don't care what happens to it. Um, so it's filled with weeds. Um, some of the weeds are taller than the corn, okay? I'm just going to tell you. Um, Bethany every week says to me, we need to work on the corn patch. And I look at her and say, mm-hmm. <laughs> have we worked on the corn patch? No, we have not worked on the corn. Actually, she said to me today, you said it again today, didn't you? Yeah, tomorrow we can work on that corn patch. I ain't doing it. But the first year, the first year that we did it, okay, um, I tilled it and I pulled weeds out. And I tilled it and I pulled weeds out. And I tilled it and I pulled weeds out. And I did that for weeks, okay, till we planted. Now, did that mean last year we didn't have weeds in it? No, we had weeds in it. We definitely had weeds in it. But this year, I just tilted a couple times, and then I just planted my crop and walked away. I said crop. I should say crap, because <laughs> literally, it's not looking good. <laughs> when your corn is like neon greenish, it's not getting good nutrients, guys. <laughs> and so I'm like, mm, this isn't good. Um, and what I'm, why I'm saying that, why I'm sharing that story is because I know that this year, I didn't cultivate the soil very well. I know that. I know that I didn't nurture it very well for it to be able to grow and to produce fruit well. I knew that. I was okay with it because I really didn't care this year. Okay? Just going to tell you. <laughs> but what I'm telling you now, what we're doing in the community, we are working the soil repeatedly over and over and over. Even when we have to call an audible and we got to move things in here, we're working 
the soil. Even when it feels like it's, man, it's going to be really hot, it's going to be really difficult, it's going to be a really annoying day. We are working the soil, okay? And I believe that we are working this soil to a point that when you plant something, it is immediately going to flourish. It's not something that's you're going to plant it, and then two days later, you're going to be like, man, that thing's already dead and gone. Like, it is going to be rich. It's going to be life-giving. It's going to be good. But it's because we've done the work to prepare the soil. We don't know what we're breaking off of people. We have no clue. We have no clue how much, how difficult. I've, I've told you this. We have had families come to events, and they have said, we have been so hurt by church. This is the first church thing we have come to in over five years. That's just, a, that's just chipping away, right? Chipping away. Chip. We've had people that have come to those events and they've pulled out their wallet and they've said, hey, let me, let me give you something. And we've said, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. No, this is for you. We are not taking donations. We're not taking money. And I think Ricky was like, man, this is the first pastor was like, no, I don't want your money. <laughs> like, put it back in your pocket, you know, um, to the point where I told those girls to throw the money back at them, right? Um, that's breaking stuff off of people, guys. Something as simple as that. It's designed. It's like my father, when we would plant, we would take the garden and he would get these like 50-pound bags of lime. Has anyone ever had to work with lime? I have. Okay, and it's like a like a powdery. It's a lot of fun. Okay, um, like literally just putting the bag on your shoulder. It's one of those bags that what what is it really doing? Because it's just all over you, especially when you don't have hair. It's just like everywhere. Okay, um, it's just and, and he would work that, and we would put fertilizer in, and he would work that, and we would work that into the soil over and over and over and over again. And I know that can feel tiring. But I believe that we are preparing a very rich soil. And I'm telling you that you need to be ready to plant. Because in this story, you are the planter. You are the person that's going to drop the seed in. Not just me, but you. The work that we've done together, the work that we've done to bring this community together in all these different ways, the work that we've done to show people a different perspective, a different story, a different level of generosity than they've ever seen, all of that has been tilling and tilling and tilling and nurturing, and all of a sudden, you're going to walk into a situation where you have an opportunity to plant. And we, as a church, and God is counting on you to plant. That is what I believe we need to get ready for, okay? And so I say that tonight to encourage you that I believe that's what's going to happen. I believe you're going to have opportunities. You might already say, dude, I've already had opportunities. Like They have already opened up in the community. And I'm telling you this. Um, when I, when we showed up, <laughs> when we did the Goshen cleanup day, <laughs> I still feel like I smell everything from that day. Um, when we did Goshen cleanup day, when I walked, when I stepped out, 
the gentleman who was the uh, um, he was the president of the Goshen Chamber of Commerce. He said to me as soon as he saw me, he said, "Are you kidding me? Is Real Church here too?" I said, "Yep." I said, "We're unloading garbage," you know. And he was like, "You guys don't miss anything that happens in this community." And that is the point, right? That I believe that Jesus didn't miss anything that was happening in the community. I believe that he was there when they were getting ready to stone that woman. And if he's there in those types of situations, I believe he was there in the good situations, in the feasts, in the opportunities to celebrate. He was there. And so we are going to keep being there because no matter what, they're going to see a group of people who genuinely care, they love each other, and they love their community. And they're going to come together, and they're going to help whatever they can. That's what I believe we are called to do. And I believe the soil is like, it's there, okay? And I, and I, I want to encourage you because I want you to really think this way. Because I believe that this is something God has helped me with and that I've seen. I want to encourage you to be, if this, is, if this is your community, and you say, this is the community I'm going to serve, I want you to go to the things in this community. I want you to go to the places in this community. I want you to see the people at Goshen Grind. I want you to see the people at Lourdes. I want you to see the people. I want them to recognize us. Oh, not like, oh, no, it's a real church. Here comes real church, you know, not like that. <laughs> But I, I believe that everywhere we go, people should be seeing the footprints of Jesus. That we should have our fingertips on everything that is happening in the community. And I have no shame in saying that. It is a different way to church. There's, I'm not denying that, right? It's a different way to church. But I believe it's the Jesus way. That we could be active, that we could make a difference and we could impact and love our communities in ways that just blows their mind, okay? I'm going to ask you to stand with me as we get ready to close. And, and I mean this tonight um, is that I, I, I really feel like this. We need to be ready to plant. I, I mean that. You need to be ready to plant, there are, there are people that are around you that you may already be thinking of, right? That they need, not to get in church, they need to experience what you've experienced. They need to have the freedom that you have. They need to have the deliverance that you have. They need to have, what, fill in the blank with whatever you want there. They need it. And you have experienced it. You have been through it. You have lived it. And you are the person that's going to plant that seed. That's going to change their forever. Thanks again for listening to this message from Real Church Goshen. You can find out more about us and our services by visiting us on Facebook and Instagram by searching for Real Church Goshen.